1: You're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. I hope everyone is having a very merry New Year. That they had a good holiday, uh, continuing to celebrate and are excited for what's going to happen in about a week and a half's time, and that is the Green Bay Packers are going to host a divisional playoff game. Matt Williamson, the host of Locked on NFL, is on the show today to give us a little bit of broad 30,000-foot view. Well, maybe not 30,000, maybe 15,000. We're going to look specifically at the playoff matchups this weekend, and that's where I want to start today. Remember the Packers have a bye. Okay, how could you forget, right? That bye week represents more than just not having to play this weekend. In order to play next weekend, every team that plays on Saturday or Sunday has one thing in common. They have to win. And so regardless of what happens next weekend... The reason Green Bay is not playing this weekend is because they earned a buy. They won enough games in the regular season to earn a first-round buy. It is essentially a playoff win. They are playing this weekend against no one, and they are minus 100 because they're going to win and cover. This is an important idea when we think about the success of this team overall when we take a 30,000-foot view of this season. Because even if they lose, they still got to this point. They still won 13 games. They still earned that bye. They were playing on divisional round weekend. And I, I don't mean this as a way of cushioning the blow when they lose. I still think that they can win any game that they play next weekend. No team is unbeatable to them. They have to go out and do it, and they are capable of doing it. I do not mean to imply that the season is over and this is you know some sort of setup. It's like when you you preface a partner for a breakup with some long preamble and you start to lay the groundwork for weeks and then all of a sudden when when you finally break up with them, they were ready for it. No, that that is not what's happening here. I, I think it's important though, as we look at the games this weekend, and there are plenty of flawed teams, the Patriots especially, teams that have been dynastic, like New England, like Seattle, a flawed Seattle team that has been a, a really good to great team for the last five, six, seven years. 8 years. Going back to 2012 with Russell Wilson. Green Bay is in that group. They're a flawed team too. But they earned the bye. Seattle was a yard away. They couldn't get that yard. The Patriots were a defensive stop away from beating Ryan Fitzpatrick. They couldn't get that stop. Green Bay did it. Green Bay had to take the ball. Down the field, get in position for Mason Crosby to win a game, to get their bye, and they did it. ESPN released Pythagorean Expectation, which is a calculation based on points scored and, and points against what a team's win total would be projected to be based on those numbers. And Green Bay came in right where we would have expected coming into the season. They were just below 10 wins. And that's how we felt about them coming in. A, a, an average season for them was going to be 9-7. and seven. If they get a break or two, 10, 11, maybe even 12 wins. They got a couple breaks. They came back to beat the Lions twice in dramatic fashion. And despite the fact that they were outgained by Minnesota, they got out super hot. They go up 21 nothing. They hold off the Vikings to win that game at home. That is the difference in their season. They were still a good team. I know there's plenty of flaws to discuss, and we'll discuss all of them in the coming shows. But as we look at where this team stands right now, they are not playing this weekend for a reason. And it's because they played well enough over 16 games to win 13 of them and earn a first-round buy. That Matters, it is a credit to them. It is a credit to Matt LaFleur. It is a credit to Aaron Rodgers and Zadarius Smith and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, the leaders on this team, the culture of this team. Yesterday's show was dedicated to the player voice because the players on this team have created a culture that is different from recent cultures in Green Bay. All of that is part of the picture here. All of that contributes to to this moment in time where Green Bay finds itself at this moment not having to play. So enjoy the games. We're going to talk about them with Matt. I hope you have fun. Wildcard Weekend is great. I think there's a case to be made. Wildcard Weekend is actually better than Divisional Weekend specifically because I think there's a little bit more volatility. I think the teams with home field advantage in the Divisional Round have a much bigger advantage. It also is the case that those teams are better. The, all the good teams are playing next week versus only some of the good teams are playing this week. So enjoy it, but also remember that Green Bay isn't playing and remember, more importantly, why they aren't playing and enjoy that. Think of it as they went out and played and they won and now they're preparing to go to the divisional round to play whomever. All right, let's talk a little Wild Card Weekend with Matt Williamson. He is the host of the Locked On NFL podcast. You can hear him on local radio in Pittsburgh. You can follow him on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Matt, thanks for coming on Locked On Packers.
0: Absolutely, man. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners, and uh, good stuff. Let's just dig right in, bud.
1: Let's do it. Uh, we have, uh, I think, a pretty exciting slate of wild card games. This is a great weekend of football. Is your? I know a lot of people feel like divisional round is their favorite round of the playoffs. Is is it wild card weekend or divisional round for you? Do you have a favorite?
0: I think it's divisional round. I mean, I, I mean, there certainly could be upsets, but the more I analyze both these conferences, I really think the teams in the AFC that are getting the bye are far and away the best AFC teams and in the NFC (laughs) you guys aren't going to like hearing this but I think the Saints and the Niners are kind of clearly the best two teams so assuming the Saints win we'll get all four of those guys in action a week ago a week from now
1: yeah, and and look, I've been saying that for weeks. I, I am with you. It's yeah. it's not a it, it's not a secret that that's how I feel about this Packers team as well. But look, it's going to be like 18 degrees at Lambeau on Sunday, so anything can happen. Let's let's dive into what's what's going on this weekend because I think there is going to be a lot of attention paid to what's going on in New England because this is a Patriots team that had the opportunity to beat. A, a really far less talented Dolphins team, or at least a, a team that we thought was far less talented. I'm, you know, maybe, maybe that's not right, but they didn't do it on Sunday, and now they have to play Wild Card Weekend for the first time in 10 years. What are you looking for in this matchup with the Titans on Saturday night?
0: I've been doing this a long time, so I hesitate to say this because every time I've said it, it's come back to bite me, but <laughs> I really think the King is dead. You know, I mean, it's yeah. such an UnPatriots way of going, finishing out the season in a game you needed. Um, I have noticed that the Patriots, not that they lose a lot of games, but some of these Belichick disciples have come back to bite them a little bit, and mm-hmm. rabled yet another one of those. So some of these losses you didn't see coming have come to guys that worked for Belichick in the past. I think Tennessee's a dangerous team, and I said that on Locked on NFL – Maybe six weeks or so ago, and and I called him, I, I called him a sleeping giant, and then I said, well, maybe they're not, maybe they're just a really big person, not quite a giant, you know? What I mean, they're <laughs> <laughs> back then, and that's what, exactly what they are. They're hard to play against. Um, the whole key, obviously, will be Derrick Henry, and I'm sure Belichick will do mm-hmm. go out of his way to dedicate the, the whole game plan to stopping him. I think it's going to be a close game. I, I mean, I haven't dug it enough to make a pick. But what's crazy about the Patriots is just when their offense started to kind of show signs of life these past couple weeks and actually running the ball a little bit more effectively and getting first downs and Brady looking a little less frustrated the last two weeks or so, the defense lets them down. You know I mean? Fitzmagic just moves down the field at ease against them too often and, Their best player, Stephon Gilmore, getting beat repeatedly by Devontae Parker. I mean, like you said, much less talented team overall, but Dolphins fans should be pretty excited.
1: Yeah, I I think Brian Flores, he's not going to win coach of the year, but I think you have to at least mention him, given what he was what he was handed in that situation. It's pretty remarkable. Dominique Farnsworth said or Foxworth, excuse me, uh, said on Mina Kimes podcast that he felt like Bill Belichick is going to want to. He always wants to take away the thing that you do best. Well, if you're looking at the Titans you want to stop Derrick Henry, as you said. And when you have someone like Stefan Gilmore, who can take out the opposing receiver, that makes it easier to do that. But if Gilmore can't do that, someone like AJ Brown, I mean, he has been awesome as a rookie. It's, it would be really hard for them to just say, okay, well, Stefan Gilmore, you got that guy this week because he's not playing well enough right now to just feel confident. He could handle that snap in and snap out. Is he?
0: That's, that's a huge key to me. I mean, I'm really impressed with this rookie class of wideouts, but Brown stands alone. I mean, I, yeah. I think if anyone's going to develop into a, you know, every year Pro Bowl type guy from this class, it's going to be Brown. And I, I hate to compare him to, you know, all-time greats, but he kind of reminds me of Julio Jones. You know what I mean? Like in that mold, wow. in that style, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if if you have, But still, I mean, all that being said about Brown, if you asked me that question two or three weeks ago, I would have said, Well, they'll probably leave Gilmore on an island, and Brown might get a catch or two, but Gilmore will probably have the advantage. Was it just a blip on the radar? Did he just have a bad game against Parker, who's also playing well? Or, you know, I guess the key will be watch the first two snaps of the game and see if Belichick trusts them to do that still. My hunch is he will, you know, and if it doesn't work, they'll, they'll change things from there. But, I mean, they also have a good tight end, Corey Davis, I mean, they have some some other ways of hurting you. I mean, you can't just take everything away.
1: Yeah, it's true. On the other side, uh, the the Eagles are playing in a game where everyone is going to pick the road team, and that always always scares me because it seems like every year we say one of these home teams is outmatched, and every year it seems like one of them wins. But given the injuries for the Eagles, I mean, what is the path for them to beat a Seahawks team that we think is, is pretty good?
0: I'm not sure if I'm going to pick the road team. Me, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that the rest of that team is in good shape. I mean, I honestly, like you, by the way, yeah. I mean, these are two teams I kind of like to bet against, you know? <laughs> and they're going up against each other. <laughs> I don't like that Seahawks defense at all. I mm-hmm. love the way way Wentz is playing, but neither one of these quarterbacks is getting enough help right now from their defense, and especially. They're skill guys in Philly. I think Philly's a tough place to play, but I really have a lot of faith in that coach quarterback combination to go on the road and not be, um, you know, in over their head by any any stretch of the imagination. I, I don't know what to think of this game, but I don't think it's a slam dunk in Seattle favor. I, I don't I don't love where Seattle's at right now.
1: Yeah, and you look at all the all the close games. I mean, they at one point in this game they had a negative point differential for the season, and it's just it 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 would make me nervous being that confident in a team that has to always win these close games. Carson Wentz, right. to your point, he's been awesome this year. And when you look at a coach quarterback combination. The game is slowly, and maybe not even so slowly, passing Pete Carroll by. They are they are doing a lot of things that make Russell Wilson's life more difficult. Playing, what what seems like an anachronistic style of football, is that going to translate? I don't know. In 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 Philly against Carson Wentz, it's it's tough. I think that game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I give I give Philly a better chance to win it than I think the average fan is. The Saints-Vikings game is the game that most Packer fans are going to have the most attention paid to because their most likely opponent in the second round is this Saints team. You said it. You think they're the the best or second best team in the NFC. So what should Packer fans be looking out for from this New Orleans team in terms of ways that they should be watching New Orleans because they could beat the Packers in that same way in a in a divisional round matchup?
0: It's a good question because, obviously, if New Orleans wins, they then go on the road, and I do think that they are two different teams, two different quarterbacks, Um, mm-hmm. especially when you factor in weather and this time of year, they're more of a dome team. But I also think the Saints are way more well-rounded than most teams in the league. And, you know, some of these old quarterbacks, like, Brady, Rivers, you know, Breeze, a lot of these guys that are up in age, and it really showed last year at this time. I thought a lot of those guys had really hit a wall about this time of the year. And Breeze, I think it's working to his advantage that he missed, what, five games or whatever. You know, he has a little less tread off the tires for being an older guy. And he looks fresh. He looks like he's playing the best uh, best of his season. They they can attack you in so many ways. Extremely well coached. Um, just the way they devise offense. I also think Kamara is turning the corner in terms of his health and his explosiveness, and that's bad for the rest of the NFC. Um, they're they're fighting some injuries on defense, but still, it's a pretty darn solid group from start to you know from front to back. Jordan, Davis, Lattimore, all those guys give them star power at each level. Davis is really playing well Demario Mario Davis. Um, I think they win big, and that's not really a knock on the bikes or Kirk Cousins or any of those guys. If they were playing the Eagles or Seattle, I would probably take Minnesota, but going into New Orleans is a brutal chore.
1: Yeah, I said that the, the difference in the buy between Green Bay having to go to uh, New Orleans in a second round game and, and hosting is probably like ten points on the spread. I think the Saints yeah. would be like a touchdown favorite at home, and I think Green Bay is going to be like a two two and a half point favorite in Lambeau. So, I mean, it is a huge difference. I, I know you got to get out of here. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask though, if we do get Packers Saints in the second round, build me a scenario, the the map if you will, for Green Bay taking that game and going to the NFC Championship game. Hmm.
0: Um. I like that Packer D-line quite a bit. I mean, your fans know this, but Kenny Clark's a great player. Their edge guys mm-hmm. are exceptional. There's a lot of individual talent on defense. I just worry that they'll get out-schemed and that yeah. the Saints O-line can handle those guys. I mean, that's a really good O-line, too. I am um, i haven't given it much thought, you know, this this particular matchup, but... The more I scan through my head, the less I like it for Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay has <laughs> one really good receiver, a great receiver, but he's going to get a lot of Lattimore then. You know, I mean, could uh-huh. the other guys step up and uh, against the lesser covermen? I mean, I don't know. That doesn't mean Adams will go one catch for seven yards, but it's going to be a tough chore. I think the Saints will do a pretty decent job against Aaron Jones. Um I think you're in this camp, too, because you've been on my podcast. And I think Aaron Rodgers has been okay this year, but not Mm -hmm. terrific, not Hall of Famish. And he might have to be Hall of Famish, and if anyone's capable, with him.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I think right now, to your point, I think the Saints are sort of a better version of Green Bay and they have, you know, they have Michael Thomas, they have Kamara, they have Drew Brees. Well, those that trio is playing better than Green Bay's trio precisely because Aaron Rodgers is not holding up his end. But to your point, he could. So yeah, it's going to be fun if that is the matchup. Uh, Matt, I appreciate you taking the time. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you down the line.
0: Absolutely, and I also think the Saints just have a little more. They have the Jared Cook, you know. They have a yeah. little, you know, a little bit more frosting on the cake.
1: I think that's absolutely a, a fair point to make. So, something that I think we can talk about in the off season with Green Bay trying to get a little bit better on the margins and and get into that mix with San Francisco and New Orleans. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Take care.
0: All right, bud. Take care of yourself. We'll see you.
1: All right, I want to thank Matt again for joining the show. I'm going to be respectful of your time. Enjoy the new year. Enjoy 2020, our first show of 2020 officially. Enjoy the Rose Bowl if you haven't watched it yet. Hopefully the Badgers win, and we're going to have a lot more to come as it relates to Packers football in 2020. We have 364 more days to do that, and hopefully the, the maximum amount of them can be dedicated to actual NFL football because that means the Packers are playing deep into January and even February. Remember to subscribe to Locked on Packers. We haven't done Tell a Friend Tuesday or Make a Friend Monday in a long time, but go do that. It's 2020. Make that your New Year's resolution. Go let someone else know about Locked on Packers, and let's make sure we stay number one in Wisconsin and everywhere. I get notes all the time. People in the United Kingdom, people in Europe, in South America, which blows my mind. In Asia, it is it is crazy how wide a net the Packer fandom casts. Cheesehead Nation is everywhere, so be sure to find that friend in your life who could use a little extra Packers content and let them know about Locked On Packers. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. You can subscribe on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, I got a lot of questions and more comments on the first half. A lot of of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers comments about that first half in Detroit. And the Locked On Packers fan hotline was decidedly quiet in the second half. I will just say that. It's been much quieter this year than it was last year when everyone was really mad. Hey, send send your positive stuff too. I love to I love to read that and share that on air as well. You can hit us up on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers.